So, Perch, I've got a question for you, mate. Are you into half and half scarfs? No. Then what the fuck was I? I joy. I, I I come onto your stream, yeah. and and I, the first thing I see is an Arsenal badge, and then a Tottenham badge, and an America like Team America thing. What's going on? Oh, so th so that was my rivalry shows with TJ. Big up to TJ Warren. He's a really nice bloke. Yeah, me and him have just started a um, started a series every Tuesday. Get onto the Perchy TV every Tuesday at six o'clock PM UK time. We do, we do a uh, one-hour segment where we just talk about Arsenal, talk about Tottenham, um, and then we move on with our lives and not worry about each other's club after that. Cool. This is the Perchy TV Foundation, uh, which sponsors <laughs> the Hotspur Way podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. And Ross, what have you ordered? Tell us. Done a kebab with <laughs> chips and ketchup. And do you know what? This is the best place in the world because they also give you chocolate fudge cake. So, sorry, sorry, what, inside sorry, the Donna Kebab? Sorry, sorry, James, sorry, before we talk about that, let's go back. Ketchup on a kebab, are you all right? Yeah, you've got to come to Cyprus, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll show you the right way. I was going to say, nice gyros. Gyros? It's pronounced gyros, so G in oh, Greek is a Y, sorry. I'm not, I'm not Greek, sorry. Oh, <laughs> no one's perfect. It's great for gout. Right then. I didn't think we were going to bring gout into the start of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about plugs later on. Did I, I'm sure all of you watched the game. I did. Yeah. What What are your thoughts? Do you know what? It felt very refreshing to see a press, but a a meant to press in a way, where a purposeful press, where. They've, the players haven't gone right, we're just going to ignore Jose and Conte and we're just actually going to press them. But And it was done in such a way, oh, it just reminded me of early pop and oh, I shouldn't say his name, should I? Um, I don't but, care, it's fine. <laughs> um, but it, just, I, it was just great to see and it was so, I mean I know it was, it was a draw, but uh, I thought it was really enjoyable. Yeah, Perch, what do you think? Yeah, no, listen, I think... Um... We looked good, we pressed high, we had for once had a bit of possession, which was nice. It wasn't sitting back, boring, falling asleep watching football. I mean, let's be honest, last season, I'd, I'll, I'll speak to you guys. I mean, I was asleep most of last season watching us play football. I, I, I decided it got, to the, it got to the stage where by the end of the season it was, I'll put the football on, but I'll go on and do the dishes or sort out something. Like, it was so boring. But it was refreshing, I think it's a great word to say, to actually see us play some football. Listen, I thought uh, James Madison was brilliant, Basuma was incredible, but I think we're going to get on to that shortly. Yeah, so for the last, I would say, since COVID, since Mourinho, I have, it doesn't matter what country I'm in watching the game, I have got a certain position where I'm lying on the couch, my phone is my focus, and I've uh, I dive into Instagram, Twitter, whatever else, and the game has been an afterthought. And for the first time, I mean, what I did instinctively is again I watched it on the couch and I was lying down. But then when it started, I thought, hold on a minute, I'm gonna put my phone away, and I did. And then I sat up and I watched the game sitting up for the first time since 2019 or 2020. I agree. I was exactly the same. Felt the same. And that was like that was that was a revelation for me. 
and look, it's really early, you know. I I I went onto Twitter. I'm gonna carry on calling it Twitter. I don't care. Went onto Twitter, and what I realised is there's a lot of people who are either insurance underwriters or they own insurance brokerages because they were writing off uh, loads of different players left, right, and centre. And and what I can't seem to understand is we have is it four debuts? And if you want to count Bisuma as a debut, which I think we should, then that's five. I'm, I'm stealing Danny Kelly's uh Danny T- Kelly's trope. But. Definitely. And also when you think that we lost Romero after eleven minutes. Yeah. I mean I thought but I thought Davinson was really good. I didn't have a problem with him. Agreed. No, yeah. So Ross, I think we understand now why why Perch's apartment is so clean because when he's doing the pod with us, he's up and about cleaning it up. I think that's what it is, because he's never near he's never near the microphone. It was a Mac. Am I not now? Am I not now? Yeah, you are now, yeah. I think when you get too close though, it starts to snap, crackle and pop again. So I will be sending you a, a, a Yeti blue, by the way. Okay. Um, I've got a I've got a spare one, so I'll send it over to you. Give me your address later. Not not on air. We don't want any all crazy turning up in <laughs> the Barcelona. Junk, the yeah. So one thing I've got to say, right? I really would like another defender. And the reason why we need another defender is because our worst fears were realised when Romero went off injured just after 10 minutes. Fair enough, Sanchez looks like he's stepping up. I think he really is an arm round the shoulder type of player and Posokoglu is the ideal man for that type of player. And he's really got him going. I think that Dyer has no future with us. And I, I think that the reason why he doesn't is because of the high line that we have to play. And I've I've seen tectonic plates move faster sometimes than Dyer. And I think that's why he just can't be in the team. And I, I don't know if the news is true that he's going to end up going somewhere, but we've got to start shifting out this Deadwood. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the problem, though. Shifting out seems to be hard because every time we seem to um, flog, try and flog Ndombele, he just keeps bouncing back. He's the original boomerang player, isn't he? Um, but the Celso's been in talks, I think it's with Napoli, is it? I couldn't, I couldn't remember which club it was, but they seem to be rumbling around a while. But then again, he's had a decent pre-season, so you just never know what's in um, Ange's mind. Um, but in the defensive side of things... I wouldn't mind a young English defender, but then we've got quite a young defence. So I don't know if we go cheeky and just put a bid in for Imeric Laporte, but I think it might be too much money and I think he'd want Champions League football. So if you're telling us you voted Brexit, you want an English defender. Is, is there a specific reason why it has to be English? <laughs> hey, me and <laughs> Nigel Farage get on like a house. Or, no, 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 before anyone starts... DMing me on Twitter. No, I did oh, not. Dear. <laughs> so, who, who was your standout player purchase? Over to you, mate. Um, I think there was two for me. I think East Bissouma was an absolute, absolute standout to me. I thought he was brilliant. James Madison is exactly what we've been needing for the last, what, how long? Since we got rid of Ericsson, so what, four years ago? 
Um, I thought both of them were out. I thought I thought they were both outstanding today. Um, Basuma in, in midfield is going to be an absolute nuisance. And when you think about, you you ask yourself how much is it going to be worth in this transfer window when Caicedo is going for 115 million pounds. I think Basuma could be north of that figure. He's be, he's that good of a football player. Um, and James Madison just unpicking the lock, as the famous saying is, isn't it? So. Listen, I think there we go. We've got, what we've got there is got two players that are going to really, really push on, in my opinion. Yeah, and Ross, who, who do you think? I'll talk about Madison in a minute, but who, who who was the one player that you thought, wow? I've. You would never have thought that it was your doggy's first game for us. He it looks. It just felt mm. like he'd been there ages, um, and he's just so comfortable in Angie's system, where it seems like the fullbacks tuck in when pushed up, but and he. Uh, apparently he's meant to be very comfortable in midfield as well, so we've got that to look forward to. But he, the fact that I didn't notice him much in a defensive statement that he did his job, and also going forward, I thought he looked fresh. So I was really impressed, and really looking forward to seeing what kind of season he has. Do you want him to make you feel really old? No. Do you know when he was born? Oh, go on. Two thousand and two. I turned twenty. I was. I was. He went. 28th of November 20, 2002, I was 23 years old. I'm old enough to be his dad. Wow. And he, he does. He's he's six foot two. By the way, Wikipedia is my friend. Six foot two. He, he looks like he has played with us, as you said, for years. He doesn't look like he's 20 years old at all. No, I mean, he's he's professional, but he's got a bit about him as well, which I like. And hopefully we can have him for a good few years. And he's taken to, you know, like a, a duck to water. I'm so happy with him. Emerson? Hmm. <laughs> look, look, I, 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 I love the guy, right? What, what a comeback. But uh, we can't take away his half fully goal and, and all that. And he, he does his best. But the problem that we have with Emerson is the strategy or the tactics an all-American strategy that Postacoglu wants to use is that the fullbacks come into midfield. Yeah. And I don't know if Emerson can do that. Right now, I don't think he can. I'm not saying he can never do it. But I don't know. I don't know about him. I don't know about Poro. Look, we've got a squad, right? It's not just the first 11. So I, I can see um, these players being rotated and shifted around. 100%. We're going to get onto Manu in a bit. For me, it was Madison was the player that stood out for me. And I'll tell you why. It would have been Eve Basuma, but he's been with us a year. He knows the players. He knows the culture. Or maybe not the culture, but he, he understands the, the nuts and bolts of the club we should do by now. But Madison looks like he, he was born to play for us. And I think he's quite different from Ericsson. I don't think he's the same sort of player. Yeah, he's a lot picker, but he can do he can do a lot more. Like he's definitely more pacey than Ericsson. He I don't think he does as as much running as Ericsson did. I think that was one of his greatest traits that he was always he had always done more laps than anyone else on the pitch. But he can be in the areas where you least expect him to turn up. You know, he is box to box. He's a lot picker. He's a number ten and a number eight all in one. And that for me. 
Sorry, yeah. James Gomes. No, no. Like, yeah. I think he's got a better delivery from set pieces than Ericsson as well. Yeah, I do too. I was going to say you that. You saw that with the first goal. That was whipped in. I mean, you could hear the thud off um, yeah, Romero's yeah. head. I yeah. I did wonder what gave him the concussion, that or the clash before. But no. <laughs> Wait, Actually, where, where do you stand on, on the Romero substitution? It had to be done. Um, he When he scored, you could see when they were celebrating, he got a bit kind of, yeah, I scored, I scored. Then he went, oh, hold on a minute. Yeah, he looked, he looked. He he didn't look with it, did he? After that? like, he kind of no. had that that glazed look on his look on his face, and I was like, oh. When I saw that initially, I was celebrating the guy, and then went, oh, okay. But but the one thing is, is though, it's ironic, isn't it? Because we, it looks like that we we messed up the subs. We've messed up the sub in a concussion sub situation, which then means that now he will be available against Man United, even if he did or didn't get concussion. We did it wrong. Do you guys really believe that we messed that up? Well, I never knew you had to fill out paperwork for a concussion sub. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The, yeah, yeah, because the, con- the concussion sub is the new sub rule. So basically it means that it doesn't count towards your five subs, basically. If that sub was made, it meant that we would still be able to make five subs, but we didn't. It was made as a normal sub. Which but means why do you need paperwork? Because it's, it's all done by the doctor. Because it's, it's not the manager that makes the substitution. It will be the doctor. Uh. So the doctor would have to then complete certain paperwork to say, no, 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 I've done the test, he can't, he, he, we want to take him off to get further testing, basically. But we did something wrong and then we subbed him straight after the goal um, because we didn't do it, fill out whatever rule properly. Um, and yeah, but, but he, the, the right thing happened, he had to come off, yeah, I agree. He did, and then Sanchez came on and I thought he, he didn't put a foul place. He was, he's fast, he was timing his runs. I don't know if you noticed, but his vision seems to have got a lot better. He seems yeah. to read the game a lot more. Is this the same guy that everyone was booing while he was coming onto the pitch last season? Is it the same guy? Uh, I mean, listen, uh, I'm not, I, was, I was one of those... I was one of those booing. I'm not that sort of person. I wouldn't do that. It's just a bit, a bit childish. But for me, though, I think, yeah, he's a player that needed a bit of time. I was happy if he'd gone. But it for me, listen. If he if he becomes that extra man at centre half, that we I still think we need to buy one. I think we're in agreement in that. But if he becomes the fourth choice, I haven't got anything against that for one year. If that allows us to go further forward in buying someone in the summer, why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. What do you make of him, Ross? Davinson was so good at Ajax. I remember in the. Um... Europa League final against Man United. I mean, Jose apparently did him over by um, exposing him to something. I can't even remember. I remember his pace or something. But it's amazing what happens when you have a manager, I think that one of you two said a minute ago, that just puts your arm around you and says, you've got mate, yeah. you can do this. Um, and look at him. He looks like... A, and I, I agree, stop booing him. Whoever was booing him, why? It wasn't his fault during that game. Agree. I think it was, um, and but now, get, if we get behind him, we've got a player that we can bring in when Romero's injured. I just think we could do with another left-footed, um, left-sided defender. Yeah. Who I don't know. Mm, I don't know who's out there. Like Tapsaber isn't. He's not left-footed, is he? No, he's right-footed. And that seems to have gone all quiet. I mean, look, it's not our job. You know, at the end of the day, all, all we have to do is, as supporters is support the team. Um, and something which I was talking to the missus about was that 
we're not fans. I suppose we're fans when emotions run high, but we are Tottenham Hotspur supporters and there is a key difference between a supporter and a fan. Do you know what I mean? So we support the team, we support the club. And if, if any player is wearing that badge, I've said it on here before, I think, then we, then we support them. It doesn't matter. You don't boo your own players, for goodness sake. And, and so we've, we've now got a manager who understands that and he understands quite a bit of what, what it means to be a human being. You can see that in the way that, or hear it in the way that he delivers his stories. And, you know, he's all about metaphors and he's all about trying to get through to the, God, I'm sounding like new age, but inner soul of whoever it is that he's dealing with. And I can't wait for the next six months because he will get through to a lot of the players. And the ones that he can't get through to, because he won't get through to all of them, that's just not the way life is. You know, if they if they don't want to be professional, and Dombele, I'm talking to you, then on your way. You know, thanks thanks for, for all the memories, but off you go. And the ones that do want to stick around, and if, if he can push them to their ceiling, and then he can tell them that, you know, that's what everyone thinks your ceiling is, but it's way past that. So go and surprise them and above all surprise yourself. And I think that's that's what this manager is all about. Then kudos to him. And that's that's why I'm saying that I can't wait for the next six months because we're not just going to learn about the formation and, and the tactics and the and the different automations because there are automations i know conte was the man of automations i never i can't actually remember any automations to be honest with you everyone was ra- raving about them i don't know if you lots of automations so did i i mean i i, I didn't see any but they're going to learn that side but then what i believe that this guy's going to do is he's going to get them to learn more about themselves and to push through and to carry on look at where he's come from this guy was this guy was not not a refugee. You can't really say that because there were troubles in Greece, but he he left Greece when there were when there were a lot of a lot of issues. Right? There was some issues in Cyprus, and it actually trickled over to Cyprus, and then the Turks invaded and blah blah blah. And so he went he went over to Australia as a five year old, and he went over at the time when there were quite a lot going over. And Australia is a country of immigrants. It is you know let's let's be fair. And so they had a community which they grew up in, but they also wanted to to join the actual Australian community, and that's what they did too. And so he had to get through those barriers, and then he got into the professional game, and look at what he did. Look at where he's come. You know, Spurs are a massive club, and he's come to one of the biggest clubs in the world. And this guy's managed in Australia, Japan, uh, five minutes in Greece, and uh, and. And Scotland, you know, and now is at Tottenham Hotspur, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and we are. Perchie might not think so. He's bringing Arsenal mates on, but we re- <laughs> we really are. And so, if he can if he can continue to deliver his message and get players like Sanchez to turn around, and even Royale to up his game, and players who might right now they might be feeling a bit disheartened, such as Poro. You know, I think Poro is not not feeling the best. I think Richarlison. Um, I mentioned all the insurance underwriters writing off earlier. I think that he needs to get through to him too. Um, but let's not forget, one thing I did notice with the game, I've been waffling on a bit now, but one thing I did notice was that he was at some points being triple marked. 
And I mean, that's that's a great compliment. A lot of the time is being dub- double marked. And we weren't really finding him as much as we should. And the times that we did find him, yeah, it didn't work out. But do we slate him? Do we say that he's not good enough? No, maybe he's not. But right now, let's give him a go. Let's give all of them a go. You know, this manager is giving them a go. The least we can do as supporters is is back what the manager wants and give them a go to. Yeah, yeah. I no, totally... I, go on, Perch, you go on. No, sorry. So I, I was just going to say, no, I agree. I think... Listen, Richarlison's one of those, we use him as this sort of, this sort of example right now. We use Richarlison as an example. I think, I think one of those, I think I, I mentioned it on my stream just a moment ago, that he's a player that you need to put an arm around his shoulder, isn't he? He's the one of those that you kind of need to blow a little bit of smoke off his backside and go, you're the man. Look, Harry's not here anymore. You're the man that's going to be the one that becomes the new Harry Kane at this football club. So I think you're going to need, Postacoglu's going to be that sort of manager that does that. Um, so I see that ha- definitely happening. Um, for me, though, yeah, I agree. I think some, though, need to really, really... There's no more excuses, as I like to say, for a lot of some of these players. So, can we talk about Sun? Yeah, go on. Do it. Yeah. Ross, what did you make of his performance? He started off brilliantly because... What, the, minute, the thing you said about um, and um, treating his players better and just being a bit more, more like a father figure... He brought the whole team over to the away um, fans for their huddle. So it was a great start. Um, and I thought it was a nice touch. I thought he had a quiet game. It wasn't... I think he's trying to... Whether he's trying too hard or trying to live up to this captaincy, I don't know. But he doesn't come across as that someone. He, I know he cares a lot. He had a chance in the second half I thought he could have done slightly better with. Um, but no, he, he, it's the first game... He had a, obviously had an operation, I think, in the summer, and so he might be just oiling the gears a little bit. And I really hope, and I, I'm erring on the side of I think he will come back into some form. Yeah, Perch, what do you think, mate? Yeah, no, I agree. I think do you know what I think. I use this as my sort of point in this. I think weirdly, it's going to sound really, really weird what I say now, but you, you'll get my my gist of what I mean by it in the sense that I think. Actually, playing against Man United, we might be a bit better accustomed playing against the Man United side. I think playing against these teams that will play a low block against us, we are going to find it difficult to break them down. Let's be honest, like the goals came from a bit of James Madison quality to find um, Romero and a pop shot from the outside of the box from our right back. So I think we have to remember it in that sense. But I think we're going to find a little bit more fluidity and we're going to find a lot more time when it comes to um, Man United on the weekend well before we segue into Man U let's think about it in a post Kane Tottenham Hotspur we are seeing we've seen the first two Premier League goals of the 23-24 season scored by defenders and that is a bit of a, a change and it will be affecting quite a lot of the team the fact that the talisman has and the person who who put the ball in the net most times for this club is not there and so when they used to look up and they could play a short ball they could they could play a, a pass out to him and then they knew that where they would run into he would probably find them because remember he wasn't just a number nine so that's gone and so it's gonna take some time and I think that with Sun it's going to take some time because these two had such a great relationship. Yeah. You know, and it's going to take some time. It will. And, 
you can see already how I think I think even Perchy mentioned it on his stream. Just to plug that again. Um, yeah, always, always. <laughs> merchandise coming on its way. Um, <laughs> ha it was how easy Madison has slotted in. And he's yeah. taken over the creativity. I'm not saying he's as good as Kane, but he is very creative and he could probably be in a different way um, just as good as Kane in the creative. What we're missing, obviously, is that spearhead up front. And if Orban does join, hopefully he be that guy but don't let, put too much pressure on him or whoever we get in or we give Richie which would be the sensible thing of a bit of a run in the team and um, once he gets one hopefully he'll get a few yeah yeah I mean that's I think he might score against United and that leads us into that game did you guys watch the United game yesterday yeah yeah I did actually watch that. what did you make of them I thought Man United were very very ordinary is the, probably the best example to put them. This is one of those games where it's right at the beginning, so it, we say this now, and then all of a sudden, then they go and do this, that, and the other. But look, I think, I'll be honest, I thought they looked really, really ordinary against Wolves. I thought Wolves deserved to get anything else saying out there, and they probably should have got a penalty at the end. But let's be honest, they didn't look amazing, did they? I I personally don't think Ten Hag's a great manager. Uh, see, I, I think he's, see, I think he's I think he's a good manager. I just think. The way what he's doing there, he's doing he's doing something there, but but they're missing they're missing a number nine, aren't they? I know they signed Hoyland, but he's injured if I'm right in saying. I don't think he played, did he? No. No, he's but, injured. No, he's injured, isn't he? But that's what I mean, they're missing that out and out number nine there. But I think we they when they get someone like that, I mean, weirdly enough, I mean that you know they need they needed Harry Kane, didn't they? Let's be honest. They needed a Harry Kane and that would have elevated him, but uh, I don't know if, how Hoyland is going to be. He might, he might be the one. He may not be. But yeah, I just think, I just think at the moment, I think as um, they do, I think this is exactly the best time to play them. Don't you think? I don't. Yeah, and also I don't think Mount was much. I, and I, I still he, don't he get had a poor game. I still don't get the hype around him. But that's that's yeah. the man use problem, not ours. Um, yeah. But. Obviously, the penalty that didn't happen was ridiculous. I didn't see much of the game because uh, like, it was just so drawn for the first 20 minutes. So I did turn over to watch some cricket. But it was... The the, the, the words coming out from Twitter, and you can kind of get a medium from it. It was, wasn't was that impressive. Um, and, yeah, and Casemiro had a bad game as well. Yeah. But And it'll be interesting to see how they come up against us. I don't think... Well, Rashford has said that he doesn't like playing through the middle. He prefers coming from the left. So that's mm -hmm. going to be. So that's their issue, as you just said. They do need that focal point, that number nine. Yeah, Kane would have been perfect for them, but oh well. If, um, if a player fit a role as well, would have been perfect for them. He'd be their leader, and he would be able to leave an example. So, Perchy, I'll pull you up on something you said, mate. You said oh. that you think that they're doing something. Man, they Ten Hag. They will. They will. Do you know how much money they've spent since he, since Ten Hag has come in? Whatever, three hundred and fifty-six million pounds, four hundred and fifteen million euros. If they haven't bought bad players, though, let's be honest. I mean, but that's but that's then isn't that then an indictment that he isn't as as good as some people think he is? He won a he won a trophy last season. Let's be let's put it put it frank and honest. They won a trophy last season. Whether we judge the trophy that they won on whatever sort of level, they still won something. I think I think it's very very 
reactionary to sort of judge it in any other way, no? No, I, I, look, I get your point, but he's, he's been there for one season. Yeah. I, I think why he spent nearly half a billion euros. That's a lot of money. Yeah, they won. They won a pot last season. Well done to him. I'm, I'm not the kind of person to say he's rubbish. And I could have, you know, won a one, one. What was it? What did they win the Carabao? Yeah, the I could, I could have won the Carabao with, with his players. Obviously, I couldn't. You know, I'm not a manager. But do I believe that he's, he's as good as some people are making out? I've got my reservations about him. I, it, and it depends. I, what, it depends what level people are putting him out. I think he's a good manager. I think that's a valid answer. I'm not sitting there saying that he's a world-class manager. He's the greatest manager since sliced bread. Like, do you know what I mean? I think he's a good manager. I think it's not. I don't think it's any more okay. or less than that. So let's say right. So if he's he's good, but he's not great. Yeah, he's, that's fair. right. Okay, because I I think that we can we can beat them on I yeah, on I on I Saturday. And I, you, you win, you win the, you win the pack of raisins for getting the the Desmond Tutu prediction right. But <laughs> I did, I did, yeah. So that's that's one point to you. But I, I've got a feeling that we're going to play a, a lot more attacking at home. It's the yep. first game at home under Postacoglu, and of course there's going to be a protest outside. We'll cover that in a minute. But I th- I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Really, really looking forward to it. And I, I've got a feeling that Skip will miss out. And I've got, a, I've got a feeling that maybe, maybe, is it the Celso or La Celso? Never knew how to pronounce. Yeah, I, I go La Celso, but I'm not, I, I don't know either. Way. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, okay. Hold on, James. Sorry, uh, Perchy, How do you pronounce our left back's name? Is, isn't it your doggy? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you say that on your stream? No, you were I, no, the song? no, no, because because, <laughs> because it's because it's because the song won't with work if you say it like that. Just on the way that the syllables are. Can you tell us this song? Can you sing it to us? No, I'm not singing it on. I'm not streaming singing it on the podcast. No. Yeah. No chance. I'm, oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm not singing Whitney Houston on the podcast. You'll, you'll lose. Oh. You'll get copy. You'll, Whitney Houston will come after you for, for how good I sing it and you'll get a copyright. That's going to be hard. Yeah, she died a few years ago. I'm, I'm, no, I mean, I her people that, that now run all that, that's on yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so what do you think, guys? What do you think is going to happen on Saturday at 5.30pm UK time against Manchester United, who have a good manager? It's going to be like a basketball match, I hope. I want us to really go at them because I, I think their defence is to be got at, especially at the fullbacks, and their keeper looks a little bit nervy. I mean, our keeper looked nervy, but I again stick by him. I think he'll get better. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a. Oh, I'm going to. I say two one. We're going to win two one. Do you think there's only going to be three goals in this game? There was four goals in a Brentford game where they were playing a low block system. I, well, Manu will play low block, but it'll be. You think so? You think no, they'll play? They they'll play, they'll they'll play come counter-attack. Oh, I think come they're going to come at us, mate. Oh. It's only Tottenham, right? What? The thing <laughs> is, you've got to remember, you've got, they've got to look at that and go, that back five, as I always say, back five with the keeper, brand new. They'll be thinking that. Their, their reaction will be, brand new, let's get them. We don't know how they're going to play, how them lot are going to suffer. We, bear in mind, let's be honest, we didn't have, them, we didn't have any of that against Brentford. They didn't come at us at all. They hit us on the counter and caused problems. They're going to push us hard, I think. Look, when I was watching the game, uh, the Man U Wolves game, remember Manchester United were at home. 
The only thing that I could think of was complacency. Really, that's all I, that's honestly all I could think about because what it looked like to me was that they, either the players or the manager, maybe the manager was trying to say to them, guys, you know, it doesn't matter if they've just got a manager who's been there for two minutes and he's, he's new to it. He was probably trying to tell them not to be complacent. You know, the guy, there are some, there are some videos of him giving team talks and they're some of the most uninspiring things I've ever seen in my life, honestly, compared to our manager. So uninspiring, so monotonous, so boring. Maybe he's great uh, technically, right? He, he can set them up. But when it comes to giving speeches, I don't think they bought into any of what he was probably telling them. I don't think he told them, guys, it's just Wolves. I don't, no way, not Ten Hag. He wouldn't have done that. But the players, they thought, okay, the guy's literally been here for a minute or two. So what I'm going to go and do is, uh, well, we're going to, we're just going to easily, you know, turn him over. You know, Gary O'Neill's a good manager. He showed yeah. it last year. He really is. Yeah. is is a good. He's a, he's a good manager. And Wolves should have won that game. And God knows what VAR was doing. I mean, when people talk about conspiracy. Conspiracy, oh, I can't even say it, conspiracy theories and VAR. You can't argue. I mean, at what can you imagine if that was a Tottenham game? Or, or if it was the other way around. So the Wolves keeper came out and clattered. It was nowhere near getting the ball. So do you think, do you think that Ten Hag would have been saying, well, you know, it sh- I don't think it should have been a penalty. Like you were saying, I mean, God knows. I, I mean, for me, just he, he lost some respect when he was uh, in in the interview after, where he says, you know, he didn't think it was a penalty. Come on, mate. Come on. Yeah. You know. That so, so I'm hoping that we thrash him, and that will be a secondary reason that we can just say, you know, shut up, Wolves. Yeah. This is for you, mate, and for all no, of us, lot. Worrying again in patches, but I think what we will do. I think what Sun Kate, Sun Richarlison, Kuzeski. So used to saying it. it's weird, isn't it? Definitely. Weird. But, um, it's, it's, I think they're going to have a lot more space against mankind. That's the, there'll be space available for them to do their thing. And what would you change? Who? Who? I mean, would you change anything? Or would you keep the same lineup? Uh, I'd make two changes out of that whole lineup. Obviously, bear in mind, it, I'm counting this as Romero will play. The two would be Sarf Skip and Solomon for Skulizeski. Really? Yeah. Ross? Solomon, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just, I was just saying, because I think Solomon offers a little bit of something. Un- the, 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 what concern for me is, is with Kulizeski and Sun, is they're very predictable. Solomon offers a little bit of unpredictability in that midfield, in, in that final 33, sorry, which I like about him. I think I thought he... I think he was very. He must have felt a little bit hard done by not coming on the pitch against Brentford. But I think you'll get an. I think you might. I don't think you will, but I think that's how I would do it. Ross, uh, what I would like to happen, and I'm going to throw the biggest curveball ever. I'd like Scarlett to have a chance up front instead of really? Richie. Just for yeah, I just think we all said that about Kane when he started. Now I'm not saying that Scarlett's going to be the next Harry Kane. He might not be, but. The lad's been chomping at the bit for a while. Just throw him on, see how he does. Um, but yeah, I don't think it will, Man by the way. Against Man United, I think that would be. Look, yeah. The, the, yeah, but, but Ross, there's two things in that one, mate, that I would be massive at. What that does is you're throwing 
a, a young player to the lion's den. And what then you're also doing is, is you're massively undermining the likes of Richarlison. But no, I know. Is, is you, you've, got to rem- you've got to remember it. Like, this is what I say to people, because everyone just says, oh, play some down the middle and drop Richarlison. I said, you can't do that, though. Mm. Like, you could, because I think it will be, you've got to remember, like, the way this manager operates, he's not going to just do that. Does that. Do you get my point? Oh god, yeah. I'm just, I'm just in a kind yeah. of. Like, wouldn't it be nice? Um, <laughs> oh, little, little Dane. Go on, Sim- give me game. Sim- I think he'll stick with Skip because he offers a bit more defensive solidity. I think than, even though I think Sars a better box to box midfielder. I just think the way that that number four plays in just behind the more more creative midfielders, more attacking midfielders. It needs to be a bit more defensive-minded. I think Skip just has that better um, nous about him. But if Sar started, I'd be very happy. You know, I think we're so lucky to have a very good youngsters coming through. We need to look at them. But um, no, I think I, I, can't, I think Decky will start. He's a bit. I, I, he's just. I swear, I could see little sparks of, and little green shoots of him coming. Back to form on Saturday. I'm not saying he played brilliantly. There was a couple of times where he, because he cuts in on his left, it kills the momentum sometimes of the yeah. attacking um, of the attack. But no, I, I, the only change I'd make is oh, no, I probably wouldn't. I'm nah, no, I think you. T- to be honest, I think you. No, I think you'll keep the same side. There you go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna backtrack so hard I've ended up in my neighbour's house. But, um, <laughs> No, I think he'll stick with the same type, same team. Yeah, I think he's going to stick with the same team. Just to talk about Dane Scarlett, I, I, what I believe is that this manager is all about respect and not like the Jose Mourinho, respect, 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 load of rubbish. You know, this is, this is a manager who understands that what they do at Hotspur Way, training every day, is it sets them up for the games that they have coming up. And Richarlison needs to... Um, he needs to play because I do believe that uh, Ange has said to him, you are my number one for the time being. You are my number one. I think he's very honest as well. You know, maybe he said to him, listen, we are looking for replacements. We are maybe not an out and out replacement, but we are looking for backup because you, you are the only one. Dane is a kid. And so grasp Grasp this now. Grasp it by the balls and take it. Make it your own, because more are coming, you know. And so he's probably said this to him, and he needs time. He does. He needs time in this team. I can see him playing for a good four or five games more, until some players do come in. And I think we'll add a six point to the running order after we talk about Saudi, which is who we're going to bring in. But I, I, you know, I think that he's going to keep keep the same the same team but it will have more space I don't know if you noticed that Brentford were tiring towards the end because they were running they, they did a lot of running throughout that game I think both, doubling I think up on both, our players I think both teams were to be fair I think both teams didn't have a very good pre-season they had a really poor pre-season as did we to be fair so I thought both teams were tiring near the end but pre-seasons aren't about the results mate you know it is about no. getting the fitness up it's about getting your principles over to the players yeah yeah so I, oh yeah, yeah, we were, but I, I've got a feeling so it will be the same team. Now let's move on, because we've been going for forty minutes now. The protest. Yep. So the supporters trust have 
asked for a protest to happen with regards to the non-season tickets. So members or anyone buying ticket match day tickets, they're going to protest outside the ground opposite the ticket office. Uh, I can't. Remember, I don't know. What, I don't know what time the protest starts. It'll be before the game. Do you know what I feel might happen? And I think this is a bit of a... Well, we'll see. We'll see. But if it does happen this way, then it wasn't a great call by the Trust. And I think that what you'll have is maybe you'll have a lot of the Enoch anti-Semite lot piggybacking on this. And it might it might turn ugly. You'll get and, a lot of the Enoch out lot piggybacking it because they'll probably think it's an Enoch well, no. out... Yeah, but I think I think I think a lot of them. The problem is, is obviously with the Enoch out lot. I know I know a lot of them. I'm actually, right, I'm quite cool with a lot of them. I think some are now going on this sort of Enoch out stuff, and this is the worry for me. This is this is the problem um, that my concern is on this. Is that I, I think I think it's an own goal on this protest side of things. I think it's a little bit of an own goal. Listen, I understand. Listen, I'll, I want change in this football club. I'm not afraid to say. I say I think we want. I want to be. I want there's got to be big changes in the ticket prices. I agree, were an absolute disgrace for up in them, for me. But the problem what you've got here is this is going to have only going to take one go. If the turnout isn't very good, because my concern is, is a lot of people are very loud on social media, but they're not when they go up to the get to the football. And listen, that's fair enough. I get all that because a lot of people end up going to the football because they just want to go to the football. They're not worried about the other stuff. I think the trust have a massive own goal if these protests don't get the numbers that they need. And when I say the numbers they need, the numbers they need to get for this have to be big. Because as I said... Would you say a thousand? More than that, I think. I think you need at least... Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. I I agree. I agree. I I don't think the numbers at this football club... Listen, I, I just saw a stat, by the way that for me tells me a lot about our football club. Um, if anyone's seen it, there was a post that went out um, saying every Premier League fan base were asked how happy they were with their owners. What was this percentage for Tottenham? How happy you are? Oh, I've anyone seen it. it. Now, just, if you don't know, I'll, I'll read it out, but I'll take guess. Just give me a percentage if you haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, who was First of all, who was, who was this... Uh, Survey two. It, it was all, to all the Premier League teams. All the Premier League teams that are in it now. Right? How many people? How many people filled in the survey? Uh, I, I, I can't give you those exact facts. I haven't got them. I mean, but was it over like a thousand people? Is it five hundred thousand people? Was it? We it don't actually say. I've got the tweet. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't oh, that's I mean, that's silly. By the way, I mean that's. Yeah, but if, I agree. I could dig in. I mean, it oh, I'll take a guess. There. I'll take a guess. Tottenham Hotspur, probably. 30, 35% say they're happy. It's 58%. 58%. So more than half of our fan base, this is, as I said, and I'm, I'm using that in air quotes, judging that because we don't know the sample size. As I said, if that sample size is 100 people, I mean, that's... But 58% of our fan base, based on this statistic, are happy with the owners. So if we're using this, and as I said, I'm not using this as exactly it, Problem: What you've got there is more than half of the fans want it. Do you know what Everton's was? I use this as a comparison because Everton want change in their club as well. What's Everton's, James? Guess. Well, if you're saying 58 is Spurs, it's probably 45 at Everton then. No, it's eight. Eight percent. Eight percent. 
92 of 100 people want change it, uh, they want new people with them. And I, if you can hear that, there are some of them. Uh, but yeah, 90, 92, 92 of 100 Evertonians, as a, as, a, as a theory, want change of their ownership. Now, that's the difference. Does that make sense? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you why I don't think this process will work. And I wish Spooky was on now to tell you the same thing. When you go to the games, I don't think, or I'd actually love to know what the stats were, but I don't think that a large percentage of people go just to watch the football. They go because they're going to meet up with mates. They go because yep. they've had a, a long week at work. And all right, it's, it's summer now. And the, I don't actually know. What's the weather like in the UK right now? Uh, I think it's horrible, which is it's quite hilarious. overcast. I mean, it's been nice today. It's just a little drizzle. All right, okay. So they, they go because of the overall experience that they're going to have where yeah. they can talk shit with their mates and blah, blah, blah. And they can meet up, they can have a few jars and and they can just catch up on things that aren't harbouring life. Do you know what I mean? Or not harbouring life, you know what I mean? So that aren't the daily routine things that get in the way of everyday life. That's what I'm trying to say. And so to then ask these people, listen, can you go along? Can you not meet up with your mates? Can you just come and join us so we can try and change these these ticket prices? I don't think a lot of people care. But James, here's the, here's the key point with this. I'll use this as the final point with this with this whole protest thing. They've upped the prices. What, ha what happened before this protest and was announced by the trust? What happened? What, Kane? What? No, 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 no. Oh. Ignore, Kane. Ignore Kane. Just talk about ticket prices. They announced the first three games sold out in 40 minutes. I tried to get that the man you... Yeah, so I... But, you see my point, but, but, but yeah. regardless on what people what people think about it, whether we we think it's a disgrace, and I do, I think it's an absolute disgrace of the pricing that we have in the football club. It's the reason why I don't pay money to the football club anymore. Stop doing it. But it makes no difference. Daniel Levy's sitting back going, should have put it up more. Let's be honest, let's, we joke about it, should have put it up more. They In 40 minutes, all three games were sold out. Yeah. Man United, Sheffield United and Liverpool. Boom, there you go. So what difference does it make? Whether the only way this works, and I stand by my, is when people stop going. Until people, if people want to, if people want change, and I do, the only way for me it works when you stop going, you stop putting your money into the system. It's the only way it'll work. But it's, I mean, we've we've spoken about it. So many other people have spoken about it. It mm -hmm. ain't gonna, it ain't gonna happen. Because you you will say that you don't want to go and you might not go, but you've got to understand that there are, I mean, they sell Tottenham Hotspur tickets at tourist boards in over 200 countries. I mean, yep. this is, it's a, it's a business now. And so they will pick you up from the airport, from your hotel. They'll, they'll take you to a meal first. Then you'll, you'll meet up with a group of other supporters who you don't know. You know, and you'll, you'll ask to network with them and become friends. And then they'll take you down to the different pubs in, in the ground. Then you go and watch the game together. And, and, and that's, that's how it, that's what they do now. So, so yeah, the, the standard Spurs fan who, who maybe lives in and around London, who's being priced out. Mm -hmm. It's such, it's, it's a terrible shame for them. But the, but the club, the club don't see long term vision. So for instance, if you've, if you've got a, if you've got a, a family who who are Spurs fans and 
you know, this the dad had, had, or the mum had, had always wanted to take their kids to to the stadium, and now they can't because they've got three kids, and it's going to cost well over a hundred pounds to go to the stadium. Then you may you may have lost that family. You know, yep. they may not ever they that that bug that gets us all. Right, maybe we'll have a pod about it one day on how we all became Spurs fans, supporters, should I say? But that bug might not hit them and you'll end up having a lot of a lot of tourists at the stadium that isn't the way forward but at this moment in time the be all and end all is the balance sheet for Daniel Levy and the board and that's yeah. all that matters and so it it and also to counter that not, not even to counter but to support it you then have fans who are going along and I'm pretty sure Spooky's going to go I'll ask him you know, and maybe we'll meet up with Bardi and, and with T and with the rest of them. And, you know, the plan was I was going to go there as well. You know, that was, I was supposed to be there. I, I was, if I could have got tickets, and I'm, I'm a One Hotspur Plus member, and I could not for Toffee get tickets. I, I tried. I was, I, was, I, was, I was given priority as well. To get tickets, I was given priority a day before, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I logged in an hour after and they were gone. Yeah. Yeah. There was and and the, the the site was even it was it wasn't even working properly. It was saying there were available tickets and they weren't. You know when you click on the link and you choose yeah, from the yeah, filter, yeah, yeah. there was nothing available. And so I didn't go. I, I'm not in the UK right now. But, James, but isn't that exactly my point? Where I'm trying yeah, to of make? course it is, and I'm I'm, ba- I'm backing it up. So that's why I don't think it's going to work with the trust. Because what, 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 but the thing is, is the trust is the trust is on the ticket pricing. The problem is, is listen, like, good luck. To, listen, what I will say though, by the way, good luck to him. I'm all, I'm always one of these. Back. The guys that do it, I know a lot of the Unicout guys and stuff that have been doing it for years. By the way, they're good. Some of them are very good friends of mine. Um, and, and listen, I always say to them, "Fair play, keep at it." Same with the trust guys, keep at it, fair play to them. But I think I think it's a massive own goal when we, as a fan base, we sell out we sell out a stadium three times in forty minutes. Let's just put, put that into context. What's that? That's, 180,000 tickets were sold. In, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I know it's not as clear cut as actually got season goals, but let's just put it out there. 180,000 seats will be filled in 40 minutes. But is, is it, what, what, what's going to make, do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah. why, 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 should they, why should they change it? They're, they're justified on their ticket pricing. Because it's been sold. The only way, the only way I've always said, and I'll stand by it. The only way everything will happen is is when it goes too high, and then it actually does price everything out. But it doesn't. Football's going this way. They don't want season ticket holders anymore. I say it all the time. Yeah. The season ticket holders are going to be completely gone by this. But yeah. And this is this is where Donna Maria Cullen is fantastic at what she does. In that they're just now sitting back and they're waiting for this to fail. So she knows the people on the trust and she knows what's going to happen because as you've just said, we've sold out. Like I don't actually know how many seats were available to the members and to the general public. Season tickets, do we know how many how many season ticket holders do we have? It's a 62,000 capacity stadium. What, 2,000, 3,000? Is it how much? How much go to the away fans? Uh, yeah, it'll be 3,000 to the away end. Right, so, so three. Nine, so that, take 9K off, that's... Still, no, no, but if we're talking about per game, right? So if we talk about per okay. game, right? So we've got, if we, if we're, we're now talking about, let's say 59,000, right? You've then got hospitality and whatever, which is, I believe, I don't know. Actually, I don't know what I believe. What is it? Five, 10K? Someone's tapping away, probably Googling, but. Me. Right. Season ticket holders, is it 40, 45,000 people? 
Or have I overshot it? Uh, you're, it's probably around that between, yes. Yeah, so you're talking about, you're, you're, we're, we're maybe talking about ten to 15,000 tickets available to members and general public per game. Is that correct? It's 50,000. 50,000 season ticket yes. holders. Wow. So we're, oh, no wonder I couldn't get a ticket. So we're talking maybe less than 6,000 a game. If we don't include away fans, right? If we if we include some hospitality suites and we include the away fans, let's say five five thousand seats. Yes. That's not enough, is it? Really, we should have had a seventy thousand, eighty thousand capacity stadium, because either the maths is wrong or I don't know what's going on. But that's that's not enough. Now they know that these tickets are being sold by by intermediaries as well. And when I'm, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about tourist uh, organisations. For instance, in Dubai, they have them. You know, in Dubai, you can you can go. There are so many of them where you go up to like a, a tourist a, a, a tourist hub square, as they call it, and you go there and you say, "I would like to go and see a Premier League game." And you know, Tottenham are always there because you get to go to the Skywalk and you get to go and whatever. And the and the ticket, along with your flight and hotel, is three thousand dollars, and that's what you're paying. For a ticket, because you get to go to the Skywalk, you get to go on the stadium tour. Um, they take you for a, a meal before the game, all transfers and your hotel and flights, $3,000. And so they're, they're fine with that. Yeah, I'll go to London for a weekend. Fantastic. And they get a few vouchers from a few shops as well. And so it, it doesn't really compute. And I know that Donna Maria is sitting there going, they're going to fail. We can just sit back because the numbers are in our favor. So yeah, well done to trying to do this, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what what the outcome is to this protest. It needs <sighs> to be peaceful though. It can't, if it, the minute it gets a little bit rowdy, it the I agree. But it, again, it, it, it turns into a and Evie will turn around and go, "Look what you did." They won't even but, need to. No, no, they won't need to. Again, what Donna Maria is banking on is that it does get rowdy. It does have. And the anti-Semitic trope to it. We do have people with flags out there showing different things, you know, with money and Daniel Levy and Joe Lewis and blah, blah, blah. And then the club don't need to say a thing because you know what? Everyone who is against it or maybe has had a bad experience walking through and being name-called and shouted at and whatever, Twitter and social media will do all of their work for them. And they're counting on this. So I'm hoping that none of that happens and it is peaceful and it is just a protest and there are, let's say, five or 6,000. I mean, they've got 10,000 members, right, the trust, I think. I don't think they'll get anywhere near that. Maybe 10% if they're lucky, which is 1,000. I doubt they'll even get that because the Enoch Outlaw were getting, what, 50, 60, 150? What was it? I can't remember. Not not many. Well, they were get, yeah, they were getting a couple hundred protests. That's the problem is, is you need numbers if you're going to do it. This is a conglomerate of a company, by the way. I say this all the time. It's a... This is a six billion pound enterprise that we—they've decided to build. A few hundred people aren't going to make a difference, whether we like, whether we want that change to happen or not. It's going to make no difference. I've said this. I hope. I, I, I hope. By the way, I hope I'm wrong. I want it wrong because I want change at this football club. I say it all the time, but for me, I've, you've got to be realistic about but what, it. You know what I mean? But what change do people want? They want Daniel Levy to leave. Is that what yeah. they want? Really? He's not going anywhere. Where's he going? Where's he going? Why, why, why would he go? The, the owners of the owners of the club, it's Enoch and Daniel Levy. Yeah. 
Okay, Enoch, Enoch are, to all intents and purposes, not owned by Joe Lewis. They're owned by a family trust, which is his son and daughter. Okay, and yes, they're taking a greater interest, or maybe there was PR about a spin last year, late last year, which was showing that they were taking a greater interest because maybe they knew this court case against their father was coming, right? So they had to show something. The PR wheel wasn't strong enough, though, for that. And so they're not going anywhere. Daniel Levy is 60 years old. Maybe in 10 years' time, in a decade when he's had enough and he can't be bothered any longer, he'll leave. But you know what? It's Enoch and the Levy family who own it. In 10 years, his son is going to be mid-30s, I believe. I met him once. And so, and he's a decent kid, by the way. He'll take over. The Levy family will continue. Unless there is a bid, an enormous bid, and by that point, in a decade's time, there are going to be the high-rises built. There is going to be the hotel. There's going to be a lot more land purchased, not just at Tottenham, but at Hotspur Way. So this is, to all intents and purposes, an entertainment real estate organization. And if you want want us to go put up the money, and you're talking about getting rid of two major shareholders, good luck. Okay, there's only there's only a handful of people on this planet that can that can do that. It's state owned, so we're talking about Qatar or Saudi. Dubai doesn't have the money. Okay, Abu Dhabi does, but they're trying to make changes as well because their oil's running out. Bahrain and the other Gulf states don't have the money, so it's either Saudi or Qatar. They're the two richest ones, or it's going to be some hedge fund from America that takes over, and then we won't even know who is in charge. So. Let's let's. I'm not trying to say let's you know, be careful what you wish for. I'm not saying that. But if you want levy out, you need to find six billion friends who are willing to lend you a pound. Well, well that, that's that's the that's the bit for me. Like, I, and I'm quite realistic with it. It's not want change, but I'm not naive. The fact that it's as easy as anything when you've got they've got a six billion billion pound industry that they've created and the rest, by the way. This is, a, this is an industry that's rising. Listen, they're getting bits in everywhere. There's a reason why that stadium is packed out all the time, not with just football. It's what they wanted. But this is where people miss out. They just think, oh, well, we want change. But what is change? What is? What does it represent now? It's a different, it's a different ballpark now, no? It's a different universe, mate. And I think I that I think that if... If we can start showing some success on the pitch, and I, I do believe that in the next two years we will start showing that. So 24 months, we're going to start showing that success. Two things happen. Number one, a lot of the haters die away. And the other thing that happens is if the if the club is valued at anywhere from four to six billion, if there is if there is proper success on the pitch because there is off it, then that number rises and rises. You know, so then we're even further away of getting further away of getting rid of Daniel Levy and Enoch. It's it's so difficult right now. As I said, Qatar, they're still they're still there, by the way. They're still bubbling over. They're still thinking yeah. about this. They are, whether you like it or not. Um, the Manu thing has gone south and they really want to not do what Saudi have done and invest in their league. They want to actually own a Premier League club in London. This I have from the horse's mouth. And so this is, I'm not going to talk, I mean, I've said it on, on Spooky Show, this was, I was in Qatar at the time when I, was, when I was on there, where I was speaking to a minister, 
I won't mention his name, and they said we were actively looking for a club in London. And that's why I said to Spooky at the time, would you rather they bought us or West Ham? Because trust me, West Ham are on the table. And God forbid if they become the next city. Can you imagine? So moving on, we've got to wrap up because we've done nearly an hour. Saudi. Ross, tell us about Saudi Arabia. What's it like now? What's what's the climate like? <laughs> it's lovely. And we have to start a hashtag, pray for Neymar. God bless him. He's left the mere porpoise, you know, mediocrity of Paris Saint-Germain's wages to earn. And I've just crunched some numbers. He's going to be on, reportedly, £129.2 million pound a year, which equates to two, just under £2.5 million pound a week. And that's around about £355,000 a day. That's can tax free. The, can you do it by the second, by the way? Can you go even far down to how much you earn? Uh, yes. On. Give me a minute. Go on. Um, go on. Do it. Do it. I, wanna, I actually want to hear that number. That, that, that's when I know it's mental. It's already it's mental. 14,700 an hour. So divide that by oh, 16. Yeah, 60 hold on. Then. Here we go. The brain's going. And that is. Oh, bless him. He's only on two and a half grand a second. <laughs> no, that's mental. <laughs> two and a half grand like, wait, a second. Wait, wait, when you break it down, that is actually insane. Like you think, of, like you know, like when you know when people say, "Oh, like I'm so rich that it, I earn more money bending over because I've dropped a, a fifty quid <laughs> note on the wall." Like he could literally drop like monthly salaries that people make and go. Ah, it's not worth me picking it up, to be fair, because by the time I've dropped it, like I've already earned that back. Like it's crazy money. Thing is, guys, I've got a lot of friends in Saudi who work there. The 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 challenge, because it's tax free, the challenge is getting your money out. And yeah. there's going to be a lot of shell companies, a lot of companies in the British Virgin Islands, BVI and Seychelles. Seychelles maybe not so much now, or Mauritius. But there will be some tax havens out there that have that he will have to open in excess of maybe ten different companies and shift money around that way. So, well, I won't get into that. I don't want to be sued by him. He can afford to sue me. So, guys, there was a sixth point on the running order which I said during this show that we would discuss. What was it? Was anyone listening? Yeah, I just can't remember. I can I picture the three now. listeners saying, "You were going to say this." Let's talk about quickly before we go, um, before we get to predictions. Who are we going to replace Kane with and when? Uh, well, it's got to be in two weeks' time. Um, there you go. It's me right on the fence. Um, I think Orban is progressing and it's, the, the noise is becoming louder and louder. What, like the Tapsaba deal? This has got a bit more meat on it. I think yeah. because Van der Ven was always in the background ready to be triggered. Van der Ven was always the number one target. Yeah. I think because he had balanced it out, I think Van der Ven was the first one and he's got so much pace. Um, I think if it doesn't happen or Chelsea go, ooh, we'll have him. Oh, um, yeah, I was going to say, Chelsea and their million other, like... <laughs> Uh, well, they haven't gotten Kunku, have they, till Christmas or something? Oh, sorry, they've only just gone and signed about a whole midfield in a week. <laughs> it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, but no, I think 
if it isn't Orban, I'm struggling because I don't think Vlahovic will come over. Why? Uh, why? Because we're not in the Champions League. Um, I and I can uh, maybe PSG might go. Ooh, striker. Um, maybe we can get Mbappe on loan for a year. He doesn't seem well. No, he's actually cheered up, hasn't he? In the last twenty four hours. Oh yeah, no, he looks like he's about to sign a new deal as well, which is even it's more. So <laughs> it's so pathetic. It's so pathetic that was. You say oh, that, I'm we, so we say shocked. That though. I would have his. I'd have that money that he's about to get paid. He's going to probably have a key to the city or something. Yeah, but, but um, I think yeah. I think the striker hope. Yeah, I think it'll happen if it doesn't happen this week, early next week. I don't think he'll leave it to the last minute. I hope not, anyway. Well, the thing with with Vlaovic is that Juventus are really trying to balance their books right now. And I've got I've got a mate who's a big Juve fan, and he's been he's like been crying because so many players are are leaving, you know. And so either on loan, well, most of them on loan, like they've just lost three players on loan. They've sold uh, Zakaria as well, and Vlaovic might be the next one out if they can if they can get forty million euros for him, which is nothing. Really, nothing. Low. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I wouldn't. I think that we could get away with a ten million euro one season or or two season loan for fifteen million. Well, it's not my words. This is this is uh, Pepe's words, where he said to me that for for like fifteen million euros, you probably get him on a two year loan, the same deal that we had with Kulusevski. And we all know who's just who who turned up on Saturday, you know, yeah. and um, you know, it's just hovering. He, he's not part of Tottenham. Really? Well, he, I, I don't know if you know what Billy T said, but he said, you know, he, he, he didn't he didn't say I'm doing this. He says we're <laughs> trying to. So he made this mistake. And so um, we're talking about Paratici, Paratici, sorry. And so, yeah, I, I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling that there will be a Vlaovic deal in the offing, as maybe Orban as well. And you know what? These aren't, they're not deal breakers, as in financial deal breakers. If we, if we get Vlaovic on a two-year loan, and he turns out all right, and then we buy him for, let's say, 25 million euros, and we get Orban for 25 million pounds with some add-ons taking up to 30. If they don't work out, it's not the end of the world. It's not. You know, and Dombele, I mean, look at the money we shelved on him, and he's he's gone, isn't he? He's useless. Look, guys, I think we've come to the end. Before we go, predictions. Manchester United, let's go over to Perchie first, because he did... He's leading in the predictions score list or score chart. Yeah. What do you think, mate? What a prediction. Is it, is it bold for me to go for another Desmond? Do whatever you want, mate. I'm going another 2-2 draw, you know. I have a weird feeling about it. Go on, I'm going 2-2 again. Ross? I'm going 2-1 Madison to score and I think... Son will come off and come off. I think he'll break his duck. So Madison to score as well as Son. As long as our Captino, yes. El Capitano. All right. I. Oh, what do I say here? I've got a feeling. Is is their new seventy-two million pound signing going to play? Is not. I don't think. He's still injured, isn't he? <laughs> 3-1 to Tottenham then. I don't know who the score is going to be. I like it. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. I like that. There you go. So we are back every week, which is nice, instead yep. of two weeks. And 
I think it's been all right, this one. We're going to catch you guys again probably next Monday or Tuesday and um, maybe have crackers on as well. So there'll be four of us. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, anything to plug? Oh, um, I've got a YouTube channel, if you didn't know. Have you really? Nah, no, no one knows that one. Um, yeah, at the Perchy TV, over on YouTube, on Twitter, at the Perchy. And if you've got Twitch, at the Perchy TTV. But that's really all for me. Cool. And Ross, tell us about Spurs Simpsons. Who follows you that's, that's important, other than um, me? Perchy. Um, right. Yes, this um, this little unknown club, Tottenham Hotspur, follow me. Really? After, after I broke a deal with them during the North London derby when we won, I said to them quite famously, "If we win, you follow me." And the guy who was running it then, who was a bit, who was so much more um, interactive, went deal, and they did, and I think they still do. God bless them. They don't, they don't interact at all these days, which is a shame because I think. It's a way to, you know, speak to the fans. But oh well. But no, it's um, yeah, it's at Spurs Simpsons. I'm on just ticking over six thousand now. So, you know, let's get to ten by the end of the season. Yeah. Cool. So, and we can follow you at Spurs Simpsons. Is that right? You can indeed. And I'm at James Coys with a Y in it. So, obviously, Coys has a Y in it. I mean, my name James has a Y in it. J A Y M E S. I'm plugging myself because I think I have six followers. So, yeah, if anyone wants to follow me, that would be cool. And obviously, please leave a review if you liked this show. Hopefully you did. We've been going for nearly 70 minutes. So with uh, with VAR and with extra time being added, we've gone way over the hour mark. But it is what it is, and we hope you're happy. And we'll see you guys later on.